Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. We're putting up new buildings, we're knocking down the old. We're working in the summer heat and in the winter cold. And the labour power we sell me boys for a hard and weekly pay Produces mighty profits for the greedy MBA And whether we were born here or born in Italy In Greece, in Spain or Ireland, in England or Fiji We all of us are workers, united we must stand until the wealthy bludgers have been driven from our land. We faced deregistration, it backfired in the face. We're not fooled by arbitration, we won't stay in our place. We hit the bosses hard and fast to win and keep our gains, and break a couple of concrete pours to back our lug of claims. So keep your powder dry and hold your head up high It's glass to glass and face to face, our limit is the sky We've got a fighting history and we never will be cowed Capitalist labour is a name to make a man feel proud And it's good morning from the concrete gang, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and... Uh, just getting over a very short week in the industry last week. I hope everyone enjoyed their uh, Monday and Tuesday off and uh, the Friday. Magnificent. And the award-winning show, by the way. Oh, uh, the award-winning show. Good morning, Gorilla. Good morning, Colin. String Beans here and the lovely Annie on the panel. It's the Concrete Gang 3CR every Sunday morning. Brought to you by the CFMEU. Yes. And we haven't got buzzer here, have we? No. Oh, sometimes the week's just perfect, isn't it? Well, I don't know what he's doing up in Sydney, but can I just not re- much. Can I just report on this? Like, he's been there's been a story about a bloke lurking down in Port Melbourne, down the beaches down there, around the. Uh, I'd, I'd have to say the gay end of the beach because there's, there's a gay end, which is fair the enough. alternate lifestyle end of the beach. Well, well, there's been someone uh, spotted down there with curly hair, and his and his speedos pulled right up his blurter, and. Uh, <laughs> Been lurking down there and having showers and swims and all that. So, oh, geez, I think I'll have to have a look at the old buzzer. I think I'll have to give him the piss in the bottle or something <laughs> and see if he's all right, you know. But uh, anyway. Uh, can I ask you a question? I'm not good on this subject, but uh, <laughs> when is the uh, the Mardi Gras on in Sydney? Oh, well, geez, you're asking me, eh? <laughs> well, um, well, he I, is I, there at the moment. Well, he is there at the moment. I'm, I'm, uh, anyway, I'm just asking the question. Well, all I can say is there was a lot of sequence that was sort of scattered around his room and he was packing his bags. So I don't want to put in his bag, but, you know, he might have a little sequence outfit, but you don't know. The old, you know, you know, old mate, but, uh, yeah. Anyway, not few that there's any... Not, the old budgie smugglers. Anyway, not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> no, no, no. We're not, no, no, not criticising. We're, we're just noting. No, no, it's all good. And good luck, to you. Good. good luck to your buzzer up there, mate. Good luck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever, whatever you're doing up there, I hope you enjoy it. Go hard. Okay. Uh, <laughs> 
We're just going to report back, of course, first on the uh, issue of uh, Alcoa, the MUA, etc. The picket line's continuing. All the uh, people across the industry and other unions and industries have got down there and shown support down at Portland. Terrific. But also the rally on Wednesday. Again, people showing support for the... uh, MUA members who were basically dragged off that ship in uh, Portland because Alcoa want to produce a uh, a foreign crew which is going to work for bugger all and make a lot of money for themselves as if they're not getting subsidised enough by the state government. government. Mm, exactly. So, folks, it's still on. Yes, people have been ringing in asking what's happening. Yes, there have been uh, a number of collections and stuff done. People who are on the picket line the MUA members and so on, are being supported and uh, we'll keep you uh, up to date with what's probably going to be one of the longest running disputes uh, that we've seen for quite some time. It's been going for a number of months now and it'll be going for a lot longer, I reckon. Indeed, they're, uh, they're moving the uh, the picket line to Canberra, apparently, so that's uh, they're on their way there now if they're not there already. Uh, good luck to the MUA on that one. Yes, and... Uh, we will be keeping you up to date because this is not just a blue about the MUA and a, and a small crew on a boat that was uh, probably not the most well-known boat travelling the coast of Australia, but at least it was an Australian boat with an Australian crew and keeping, uh, keeping our sh- shipping lanes alive with the uh, Australian flag rather than a flag of convenience. Now, just I'd, quickly... I'd like to read the rules of that flag of convenience. Well, they're obviously breaching. I mean, uh, all the uh, crossbench senators are saying that the legislation where they try to change it was rejected, and now they're trying to do it the sneaky way. Well, look, I'm not sure, but wasn't it, if the ship was made somewhere, you could get a flag of convenience or something? Was that the rules? And it's been bastardised, I think. I think yeah. that was originally. Yeah, yeah. Now they've got a ship from overseas and uh, they put a crew on it, whereas they've got a perfectly good ship that's been doing yeah. the work for quite some time, subsidised, as I said, by uh, the state government. When uh, Portland was built uh, all those years ago, uh, the Kane government, as it then was back in the early 80s, uh, effectively gave them a subsidy on the electricity, which is, other than the bauxite, the biggest uh, cost in terms of production of aluminium, and that subsidy's still there. Righto, just moving along quickly. The Royal Children's Hospital Appeal is coming up, as it always is, around Easter. And Easter is a little bit earlier this year, uh, starting at the end of March. And the flags and all the, uh, the stuff that's sold to raise money for the Royal Children's Hospital is available. So, boys and girls, if you uh, ain't got a Royal Children's Hospital flag on your job, etc., Get into the office and start the process. Yeah, so it's a flag. So we get one, put the flags up in the cranes. They've got the, the plastic bracelet things, yeah, the plastic bracelets and the hankies, the hankies that you can put on your head or your helmet. So it's been a very successful campaign, although you'd never know about it because we never get any, any pats on the back. But we don't do it for that reason. We do it for the kids. The, the Children's Hospital's been fantastic. For There's not many people having their kids in there, kids in there at one stage and they've been great. And, and and unbeknownst to probably all the listeners and people out there, we are in the top ten um, contributors to to the Royal Children's Hospital. Correct. And uh, and and it's a great, it's, it's fantastic, and it's, it's due to all the members and all the people out in the jobs and all the people who have had their kids in the hospital that they appreciate what the hospital has done for them. So 
all dig dig in, make sure your, your crane's got the flag on it and the boys have got all the gear on the job and hopefully we'll have another successful campaign making money for the children's hospital. Beautiful. Bright yellow this year. Bright yellow. It's a great colour. Yep. Right on. Now, just moving along, <coughs> a bit of job news first. A um, few things have been happening around the place and, uh, Colin, uh, you can tell us about a couple of incidents this week which have been noted. Yeah, well, even though it was a short week, it was uh, still action-packed. Uh, out on a job in Camberwell, a, uh, a boom lift uh, malfunctioned and, and uh, hurt a bloke. And, uh, and whose job was this? It was, uh, it was a Cockrum job, oh. uh, indeed. And, uh, hello, Michael. Yes, hello. And uh, but uh, Premier, but Cranes were the culprit. You know, they uh, the old oh. steel, the old steel erector. They had their old boom lifts. They buy them second hand from Coates. Get the ten year inspection done on them. Well, this machine, when you push the button to go up, it slewed left, and when you push the button to go down, it, it telescoped. So no wonder the the young rigger got got hurt. But anyway, they spent a week mucking around with this thing, trying to fix it. Two mechanics gave up on it in the end. Uh, they tagged it out. I had no confidence anyone was going to fix it properly. So we made we made, they made the phone call. The, the rep on the job, uh, WorkSafe came out, put a prohibition notice on it, and uh, that thing's been tossed off the job now, uh, as it should be too. What a heap of shit it was. Well, Premier Cranes uh, have got a bit of a checkered career, and I'm sure that. Uh they might get themselves yet another nomination uh, for Scallywag of the Week because Steve Wharton uh, had a bit of a whinge, didn't he? Yeah, he had a bit of a whinge, yeah, as he often does. But you know, uh, we'll, maybe I need to look. We need to look a bit closer again because there's always money to be found. He's always shortchanging his blokes one way or another, uh, and they will. They always come and complain well, a little bit well, later on. Well, well, I would have thought Colin he might have been buying brand new equipment. The money he saved, not paying the blokes the right wages. Well, he has. <laughs> So that, what, does that give it up? What a great coincidence. Hmm. Premier Cranes, Sook, Cockrums. I think we know who's going to win the Sh- Sookie hang on, hang on. of the week. I've got another one. Shares a yard with um, Dougie Williams. Oh, does he? Uncle Doug. Rigcon. Rigcon. Righto. Moving along, there was a couple of other matters too because a car went through a... Uh, uh, into a job, a build court job out your Yes, way. on uh, on Monday on the RDO on the corner of Middleborough Road and the Burwood Highway, um, a car uh, lost control, was, was clipped, going turning right by another car, and uh, the poor lady driving the car, she put, hit the accelerator, jumped over the nature strip, through the hoarding, through the temporary fence, and landed on the formwork. Fortunately, the formwork was put there about a week beforehand. <laughs> if the formwork wouldn't have been there, that car would have gone down two stories into the basement. would have been a completely different thing. Fortunately, the formwork was at ground level, so the cars just landed on the formwork. I've got to tell you, it landed a good 20, 30 metres inside the job. Um, and the formwork held up, so well done, the, the boys from Concept. You've done yourself a treat there. Good, good quality. Uh, all the nails and screws are in. Not, not taking any shortcuts there. So that was good to see. Uh, Lucky the boys weren't there, mate. Lucky yeah. Well, I've got to tell you, on the Wednesday on the return to work, that that bit of uh, formwork was going to be poured. They were going to pour that day, so blokes would have had their backs turned, screeding and pumping the concrete, and the car would have come in on the job, and that would have been a fatality. And that's that's not um, you know trying to make it up and build it up bigger than what it is. Is, that's a fact. Well, if you remember about three months ago, four months ago, there was a truck that ran off a road in uh, Notting Hill. Yeah, Ricketts Road. Ricketts yep. Road and drove in and, and pinned uh, three blokes to a bin. I think one, oh, jeez, oh, I'm not sure. That, I think one blo- was one bloke killed, or, but a couple of blokes, you know, one bloke lost his leg. Legs. One yep. leg and a foot. And So, you know, it's... Yep. 
serious stuff, so isn't the, it? The, the question that comes to my <clears throat> mind is... Uh, Surely on a busy road like that, there should be a bit more protection than a bit of bloody hoarding. Absolutely. And uh, you've you got to say, City of Whitehorse, um, absolutely not proactive. We were out there uh, before Christmas with the concern that uh, the, the traffic goes past that job way too fast. Vic Roads won't let anybody slow the uh, the traffic down on the Burwood Highway, so 80 kilometres an hour, the cars are flying past the job, and the blokes are only a metre or two inside the fence there because these developers now and the council are allowing the developer to build on every square millimetre of the block. So the buildability of these buildings to get machinery in to build them, unload trucks and so forth, is happening on footpaths, on major roads and so on because you can't park anything on the job because they're, they're building on it. Um, but the council doesn't take any take that into uh, into play, and then they say, "Oh, we don't want any uh, jersey barriers on our footpaths. We don't want any jersey barriers on our nature strips, and so forth and so on." Well, I've got to tell you, after the incident on Monday afternoon, they couldn't get down there quick enough and 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 said to the builder, "You go for it. Put you know, put your barriers up. Do this well. If that's not putting your hand up, saying we're guilty, we're guilty." Um, but this this is going to be continued because it's something the union needs to pursue and it's something the gorilla's been on to uh, for a long time about the loading bays and, and uh, the gantries and so forth. Um, it doesn't matter what job you go on, it's, uh, it's always a problem and it's got to do with the council. The council's uh, so precious about their land. Um, well, we just won't build the jobs if that's the case. Indeed. Now, we might cut to a track because we've got plenty to talk about and... Uh the track we're going to go to is yeah we're going we're going to got a track uh, from the dingoes uh, we're going to we're going to um, dedicate this to the boys up in Sydney the rugby players I've heard they've been in a bit of trouble <laughs> bit of um, action going up there with the local poodle so we're going to we're going to play this one and it's called going down again. There it was, the dingoes going down again, a special cheer out of the rugby players up in Sydney. And I suppose we should, uh, Warren, start talking about gantries. My One of my um, pet hates or pet loves, whatever way you want to put it. I mean, that's what, what uh, Colin was talking about before the break. Was well, the, whole, the whole issue of safety for our blokes on the job is also connected with safety for the public. Exactly. A safe job is a safe job for everybody, whether yep. you're working on it or walking past and to the members that are listening and the, and the listeners out there, you remember years ago they put the tower crane up and then as soon as the tower crane up, the uh, gantries went right around the job. Well, unfortunately, that doesn't happen anymore. The builders always blame the councils. The councils blame the builders. And anyway, whatever happens, it doesn't go up and, uh, and the public's at risk. And uh, these buildings, as, as Colin said before, are built to every inch of the, of, the, of the block of land. So you're virtually putting precast up right on the boundary and people walking underneath. So... It's a great great concern to the union, and we're going to be pursuing it this year. We're going to be doing a bit more about it because, look, we've had a lot of luck. If you remember back, uh, well, geez, I don't know how many years ago it was now, when that, that scaffold collapsed in Paran there. Uh, it's five years. Five years. I knew you'd know, uh, young Warren. Uh, five years ago, and if you remember what happened, that, that scaffold collapsed, took the tram lines down everything, and, and there was a couple of lucky things that happened there, believe it or not. Well, the, the three blokes rode it down and, and weren't, weren't badly hurt, but... 
Uh, there was also the red light. There's a pedestrian light, so someone pressed that and the red light, so that stopped the traffic. But there was a lady with, I think, three kids, one on a pusher and two uh, walking along underneath that scaffold. And unfortunately, they had a gantry, and the gantry saved saved their lives. And uh, if people, uh, you know, it's just all, it's just all. Well, that wasn't luck. That was that was there on a purpose. It was there to protect the public, which 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 worked. But if you think and we've had a lot of accidents since then, and it's just been luck that people haven't been hurt. And uh, honestly, if we don't pursue this and, and people listen to us about putting gantries around jobs for protection, things fall. Doesn't matter what you do in this industry, things fall off cranes, things fall off alley max. Uh, blokes drop things, things bounce out the street. There's all sorts of things that can happen. And at the end of the day, you want to make sure you give every chance for the people you know, walking past the public, uh, make sure we protect the public. I mean, how would you like to be if you drop something, you drop your hammer and hit someone? You'd never forgive yourself, you know. So, look, it's all about uh, getting safety back to what it was and making sure that they put um, these gantries up. And uh, we've been going on about it for years. and We've had all sorts of arguments with WorkSafe and all other people, but... We're going to be pursuing it as a union, and then uh, stay tuned. Indeed. Now, <coughs> also, we should talk about. I'm a bit, uh, bit uh, horse, croaky horse. today. A bit croaky Not today. Doggy, horsey. Because Frog. with the weather the way it's been, one day it's hot, one day it's cool, next day it's humid. It's uh, it's heat, it's rain, it's everything, and uh, not much work getting done. Um, but no, geez, you need to get on the olive leaf extract, mate. That'll keep you going. Really? Yeah, well, yeah. You're starting to sound like buzzing there. You're starting chopping in and out of here, mate. <laughs> no, he's been a bit crook. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well. But look, the uh, issue about the inclement weather mm. is always an issue. There's been a lot of sooking up going on, people oh. saying jobs have been working, this, that, the other. i got to say, in defence of some blokes, the way the weather has been, they haven't been getting their four hours up. The rain has come heavily. The God. job has been disrupted. They've been sitting in the sheds while the water's been pushed off. But often, this in the last few weeks since we've got back from uh, the Christmas shutdown, the rain has not been persistent, except for last Saturday, uh, when uh, there were obviously some jobs that were going to work on the Saturday, although the rest of the weekend was shut down. Uh, I don't think anyone worked. It's the only time there's been any persistent rain. But the way the weather has been going, there has been a bit of slagging off going on around the place. And sure, if uh, there is a real issue, then blokes on the job should have the nuts to bloody actually put their hand up and say we're not happy. But I think uh, the way the weather's been, the temperature isn't even been consistent across uh, Melbourne. Mm. Some of the areas have been... Uh, According to the Bureau of Meteorology, 35 and over, and others have been lucky to make bloody 32. So it's been all over the place. Just think about this. We've got the best inclement weather clause of any union at any time in this country, and it's there for your protection. Use it. Know it. Use it. Uh, A lot of people seem to uh, need to be reminded. It's four hours or half the remaining time after lunch, whichever comes first. So if you can get the four hours up before lunch, happy days. If it takes you another 15 minutes after lunch, as soon as you've got the four hours up, you're gone. You don't have to wait for the half half the remaining time. So enjoy it and uh, use it and protect it. Now, have we got any stories about weather? 
we've been pretty got, lucky so far. Got millions. Can I tell you one of my old winded off stories? No, not that you know. It's been hot and cold. It's been wet. It's been dry. Uh, listen, I can remember. I can remember one time we got uh, what was that? Cold dust off. Did oh, cold dust. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we were down. We we're working down at Appleham Dock and uh, you know building up uh, the new silos down there. We had a bit of bad luck. We got we got uh, soya beaned off, cold dusted off. Heated off and rained off in one week, didn't we? Yep. Indeed, we didn't do much that week. I got, I got moused off what? once, and I got bull anted off, and I got um, wind chill factored off. But the, the, the um, soya bean one, we weren't sure what it was, because we said, we don't even know what that white stuff's blowing on us. It could be Agent Orange. So I said, no, nah, I'm, not, I'm not having any members subjected to that. We're going home until we find out what it was. And we found out it was soya bean, you could eat it. <laughs> anyway. Righto, moving right along. Just an update in relation to the EBA. Everyone asks the question. And the process that we're going through at the moment is pretty simple. We're setting all the ducks up. The process of uh, discussing with builders to uh, get the new EBA is not going to be easy. There's a whole lot of legislation that's going to be introduced by the federal government in the coming month which is going to try and uh, make our EBA negotiations impossible. But, folks, the process has started. The uh, plumbers are also uh, negotiating, and they're anticipating a blue with uh, one se- at least one sector of their industry, and the ETU are in the same boat. It's going to take a bit of time. There's been a Royal Commission and all this other stuff to try and distract us, but we are going to be moving forward. Don't worry. The fun will start soon enough. Oh, the protective action. I can't wait. Yeah. Hey, listen, uh, but Scallywags. We, before we go on Scallywags, just a couple of, uh, well, one cheerio. Young Buff out there, he's been, he's been quite, quite ill and he's been battling the, uh, I don't been pretty sick. But anyways, to, to Buff, uh, from all the boys at Chadson and the Phoenix Traffic Management, uh, keep your lip up, son. You, you're doing a good job and uh, good luck with all that. Indeed. Now, Scallywags. Mills Glass again. Yes, Benny boy, you thought you don't think your employees all talk to each other around all the different jobs in Melbourne. So you only decided to fix up the four blokes uh, mm. on the job in uh, a job in Hawthorne, and then when they got fixed up, they told all their mates they got their money. So all of a sudden, there was about thirty other blokes that wanted it. As so, you would, uh, as you would. So uh, he had to get oh, called in on the hot coals again. So you get Scallywag. Another right one. JC Scaffold. Charlie, you might think you're Christ, but guess what? You can't walk on water, don't bother. That's just for the boys uh, who uh, did get on the job. Good luck to Terry and the lads. They ended up getting some work out of it, and they're an EBA company, and good on them. Uh, Premier claims. Yeah, their little effort with the boom lift. That'll do me. Listen, now, this is a wonderful coincidence. Premier claims Cochram job... Sookie Lala. La, yes. Ooh. The Michael Clemringer Award isn't Michael, but it's in his name and it's occurred on his job. Steve Wharton, you are definitely one, the Sookie Lala of the week. Congratulations, Stevie. And, of course, Vic Rhodes, Bill Corp, and uh, our good friends from Whitehorse Council for that near disaster out in uh, the eastern suburbs. Seriously, absolutely. Yep, yep. yep. And uh, last but not least, just a little reminder that he might be off on sick leave, but that court case keeps going, Nigel. So to Nigel Hatchkiss, a little uh, belated nomination, and uh, 
We'll be telling you more about Nigel's problems as an employer. So who's got it? I reckon Bill Corp, Vic Rhodes and Whitehorse Council. That is just yep. absolutely yep. the big, one of the biggest problems in our industry. And the silky lala's gone to Stevie Baby Wharton. All right. Righto. So we've got a winner, Bill Corp, Vic Rhodes and the Whitehorse Council for not actually thinking about uh, the blokes and the public. And we go out in the same old way. Dare to struggle. Dare to win. If you don't fight, you lose. Good morning from the Concrete Gang and get us on podcast. (laughs) You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.